Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Laces Out podcast. We've uh, we've swapped around our guest and our co-host to really confuse everybody. Jump to the YouTube channel to see to see why it's confusing, or just listen along if that's the way that you get your podcast. We're talking week nine, week ten, and weeks to come, the season as a whole, and everything in between. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop, and share the podcast around. If you've got an NFL fan in your life, send them this podcast. They might even thank you for it. Right, let's get started. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast. Laces out. Recording in progress. So, it's NFL podcast, NFL football podcast, and um, this week, last week's co-host brought a co-host with him. Wait, something's gone wrong. If you're not watching on YouTube, you won't see that the uh, the, ho- the the dynamic duo of the hosting team for the NFL podcast are back. But it's obviously a big week because we needed another another host. So Paul How how how's it going? How did you enjoy your week off? Um well as um viewers and listeners of the as yet untitled football podcast may recall the reason I was off last week was because I was in person at a podcast, not a podcast, a, a football game that contained two of the three teams we cover on said football podcast. So, yes, I very much enjoyed my week off, as it were. Putting those cr- press credentials to use. Absolutely. Um, as it was, we did a bit of a, of a, a, bit of a switcheroo um, in the fact that last week's guest... So, fo- follow along. Might this one down. Write it down if you need to. Last week's guest was Stu. This week's guest was Mark, but Mark had been to the London game, so it felt more more like the right move to have Mark on last week, but then we needed a co-host because Paul was getting some boots on the ground football podcast info, so Stu stepped in as the co-host, only to then return a week later as the guest. I mean, I, I, I'm glad you didn't use the phrase bad smell at any point in that. Uh... <laughs> I was going to yes, go I, I was going to go with like a, a colonel mustard candlestick in the dining room kind of I was but... I was half expecting a, you know, carry the one divide by pi, mm-hmm. you know, times by the circumference. We need like those we need those like um mathematical graphics going over while I was talking there. I'll try and sort that out for the video. <laughs> anyway, uh week nine to talk about, week ten to talk about. Um this is the bit where I just automatically default to Paul to uh actually, you know, steer the ship in the right direction. So Paul, what have you got for us? 
Well, due to Mr. Woodmancy's stellar work uh, for the infamy last week, by the way, thank you very much for that, sir. Very much appreciated. Um, he did send me all of the information that took place in last week's podcast. I mean, I probably would have been able to uh, get that information because I listened to said podcast as it was. And it was very enjoyable, must I must I say so uh, as well. Um, quite quite uh, quite interesting to see how the sausage is made, so to speak. No, sort of. Well, well. Anyway, so Stu sent me all the details, so I do have in front of me everyone's picks from last week. Obviously, I had already made picks myself, so it was just a case of Andy, Mark and Stu's picks all coming together for the overall week's pick. So, uh, a strange one in that we had four people making picks last week. Um, Coming last, with eight out of 13 picks correct. It's a good thing I had the week off, lads, because it is me. Yes, I was let down by five teams. So I was let down by the Falcons, the Packers, the Bills, the Raiders, and the Cardinals. They officially joined the Paul Williams shit list. Um, joint second, if you can sort of call it that, when it's four people. Yeah, we'll go with joint second. Uh, with t- nine out of 13 picks correct. It's the two people taking up the guest slot, technically, from last week. It is Mark and Stu. Um, they were let down by the Packers, the Bills. Mark was let down by the Cardinals and the Saints, whereas Stu was let down by the Raiders and the Rams. Which means he's already worked out. He sat there looking as pleased as punch. Proud, sitting atop the mountain. It is Mr. Andrew Cook with 10 out of 13 correct selections. Well done, sir. You only were let down by the Packers, the Bills, noticing a pattern here, and the Raiders. All the other other 10 games you predicted correctly. So well done, sir. You take the point for the week. Thank you. I've 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 seen other people win the week, and and I've I've often dreamt about being in that position. But to be here now, it's it's everything I hoped it would be. Amar, I am almost speechless. Going up well, against the Titans that were the 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 last week's pickers, um, I feel blessed. Quite frankly, blessed. You absolutely should do, sir. It was a, it was a momentous occasion. Um, what's that done for the uh, the season long uh, overall scores? I hear you ask. Well, the guest has themselves two and a half points collectively. Mr. Paul Williams has three and a half points, not collectively, because I'm just one person. But moving into the lead with four points in total is Mr. Andrew Cook, ladies and gentlemen. He is top of the list, oh. top of the pile. Well done to you, sir. Um, there was obviously the side bet done in week nine as well. And for this one, obviously, Andy was able to pick his own four teams, whereas my my teams were graciously chosen on my behalf by Mr. Woodman C. And having listened 
last week's podcast and the discussions around shall we stitch him up, I believe, was the first thing that came to mind when I was listening. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. That was neither myself or Andy that mentioned that to begin with either, if you recall. So. No, that's, that's fair enough. It was definitely Mark that said that. <laughs> and, uh, don't worry, a, uh, a note has been taken against your name, sir. <sighs> Sure, you're listening. So. <laughs> <laughs> this will be noted in future podcasts. <laughs> but the uh, the cho- the choices for the side bet in week nine, we'll go with Andy's first because Andy was on seventeen from week uh, from week eight upwards. Sorry, week eight upwards up to week eight. Andy had seventeen picks correct, whereas I had twenty three picks correct. So Andy six points behind. <laughs> Obviously, we both got four to play for in week nine. So we'll go for Andy's teams first. Andy had picked the Eagles to beat the Texans. Big tick. The Dolphins to beat the Chicago Bears. The second big tick. The Cincinnati Bengals to beat the Carolina Panthers. That's a third tick. Can he get all four? He left it to the last game of the week, where it was the Baltimore Ravens travelling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Which way did he pick? He went with the Ravens. It's a clean sweep, ladies and gentlemen. All four picks correct. Well done, Mr. Cook. You moved to 21 points in total. Is, well it, is it too late to suggest an extra point if you get off? <laughs> um, far into the season. Yes, because I didn't get one the week before when I got all four of my picks correct. I mean, that's a technicality to me. I mean, it certainly sounds like it, doesn't it? Um, All those in favour? Go on. We move to my selections, although should I... uh, I've actually got them written as Paul's teams in the book, whereas it should really be... Stool? I mean, let's not say anything that remotely sounds like stool there, Paul. uh, Although, we're about to find out if that's true, I guess, in many ways. Well, I mean... <laughs> you might say that, I suppose. So, I had four teams picked for me, one of which was the Kansas City Chiefs to take care of business against the Tennessee Titans. Tick. The Minnesota Vikings to take care of business against the Washington Commanders. That's also a tick. The uh, inform Buffalo Bills going against the New York Jets. In the defence of that pick, if anybody on the face of the planet had had that pick to decide on, not a single person was picking the Jets. Oh, absolutely. A lifetime Jets fan. Somebody that was born wearing a Jets jersey would have looked at that game and gone, I can't do it. Smart money's the Bills right there. You'd have thought so. Um, but yes, sadly, it does mean I do get a loss um, in the in the column for this particular week's picks. Um, my other pick was the Green Bay Packers against the Detroit Lions, and oh no, this could not have gone any worse. Um, Two out of four picks correct. I, I, I guess, uh, Paul, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Andy. Uh, um, you're not, 
that, again, that, that ten has not arrived yet, but I'll, I'll expect it. Again, <laughs> let's come on. They went into that game, and commentators were saying statistically the worst defense in the NFL going up against the Green Bay Packers. Admittedly, the Packers are on a bit of a weird run right now, but it was the Lions. Another one where I don't think there's any any blame to throw around for that pick. For a no. second, for a second, I thought you were going to say it was a Buccaneers pick, and I was going to be like, "Oh, no. well, there you go then." No, I, I, I mean, I probably, I probably would have stayed clear of that game to be honest with you, because Bucks Rams just had all sorts of "Don't go anywhere near me" written all over yeah. it. I mean. Yeah. Having watched the game, because it was the game where Tony Romo was on the commentary for it, and that does dictate a lot of uh, how I want to watch the NFL these days, um, it, it wasn't a great contest. Let's put it that way. Um, but, yeah, from a, from a, from a prediction perspective, it puts me two out of four, so it moves me to 25 for the season. So obviously Andy closes to within, in theory, a clean sweep this week of catching up to me. Honestly, That's... I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy. But I think if you go back to the early podcast from this season, when the side bet was mentioned, there was very much conversation about how it could be a segment that would maybe get dropped or would fall by the wayside. But it has managed to keep itself ticking over by just being that one clean sweep. Versus one, what's the opposite of a clean sweep? One bad week away from completely I mean, switching. Let's let's call it what it is. One one shitting of the bed is basically the the, the phrase that you can need to say. Indeedy. So that, from a predictions perspective, is week nine done and dusted, all tied up with a pretty little bow on top. However. As listeners and viewers of the podcast are aware, that's not how we do things around here. We have some juicy, tasty stats that are normally provided to us by the stats mistress herself via the medium of Mr. Nate Davies. But is that the case this week, Mr. Cook? So, sometimes she's, she's screeching at the last minute and sometimes she's absolutely on it. And these were sent at lunchtime today. Um, she was just on the bobby this week. Um, so, the Stats Mistress has provided week 9 2022 stats. Indeed, have been um, given to her by Nate Davis of USA Today. She has taken all of those stats, condensed them down to provide the finest of all the stats for the week. Um, I've got... Three to start us off, and then I've sent uh, some your your guys' way. Um, so the first stat is a little bit of an interesting one. The 272 game regular season officially hit its midpoint Monday night when the Baltimore Ravens and the New Orleans Saints completed game number one three. Six, and as everybody knows, this is the point in the season where every week you will hear me say, "Season's basically over now, isn't it?" That's right, ladies and gentlemen. For the people who had week ten 
on their bingo card for when Andy will mention that the season is basically done. Tick it off now. I believe last season the uh, the drinking the uh, the the laces out drinking game officially went live, and a couple of people ended up in hospital uh, because on on the bingo cards is season's basically over now. The second stat for this week is probably as big as the rest of the stats for the week. It's an absolute doozy. It fills the screen, so I best get started, otherwise we'll be here until Super Bowl. Sunday was miserable. For Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen, who was picked off twice and sacked five times in what was by far his worst game of the season. And the only one where he failed to throw a touchdown pass. Given how tight the MVP race projected entering Week 9, it's the kind of performance that could cost him the hardware down the line. But potentially more worrisome for Allen, he admitted to experiencing slight pain in his throwing elbow after getting banged around on Buffalo's final drive. If slight progresses to something more serious, the tenor of the entire 2022 season could change massively. I've watched back, I've seen that uh, that play where he's suffered an injury, and it's a little bit tasty, to say the least. He takes a wallop when, the, when his arm's coming forward. And it was a bit. It was one of those. A bit like. Ugh. Um, my final stat for this week is the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes surely cut into Allen's apparent MVP lead in Sunday night's overtime win over the Tennessee Titans. Mahomes passing for four hundred and forty-six yards and rushing for sixty-three. No player in the Super Bowl era since nineteen sixty-six had ever passed for 400 and rushed for 60 in the same game. I said to the stats mistress uh, at the weekend, I was like, sometimes you wonder, is Patrick Mahomes worth half a billion dollars? And other times you go, yes, yes he is. Uh, Paul, I believe it's over to you for more stats goodness. Yes, let me just re, uh, realign myself with said stats. So we continue with the Jets' 6-3 and three start is their best since 2010. Coincidentally, the last time they reached the playoffs. No team currently owns a longer post-season drought. Will that end this season? Tom Brady may have salvaged the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' season and dealt a fatal blow to the defending Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. TB12, who became the first man to pass for more than 100,000 career yards, that's the regular season and the postseason combined, in league history on Sunday, threw for 54 of them, and the, and the Bucks' only score, sorry, the Bucks' only touchdown, over the course of 35 seconds on his team's final possession. His one-yard pass to rookie tight end Cade Otten, Swung the outcome in Tampa Bay's favour. As we said slightly earlier in the podcast, that was not a great game. Wasn't one for the purists, let's put that. No. The Dolphins barely escaped the Bears in Chicago, 35-32. to 
Thanks in large part to wide receiver Tyreek Hill's big day. Seven catches for 143 yards and a touchdown. His 1,104 yards are the most by any player through nine games during the Super Bowl era. Hill's on pace for a record 2,085 yards and could become the first ever receiver to surpass 2,000. It does look as if that is on and... I saw a, I saw a stat for that at, yeah. during the week and it was like, wow. Tyreek Hill, uh, what is it, 1,104 yards. He is at the top of the list. The next one down, Dallas Cowboy wide receivers. The next one down was another team, and it was just all of the teams. So he has he has more yards than entire teams. And the Dol- have the Dolphins had their bye as well? So he's only played eight games, I think. So he's comfortably got 100 yards plus in each game this season. Indeed. Which is which is baffling, but anyway, if if it happens, obviously it, it, records are there to be broken. And my final stat for the week: Chicago Bears second-year quarterback Justin Fields threw three touchdown passes against Miami, ran for one, and rushed for 178 yards, a regular season record by a quarterback in the Super Bowl era. Only Colin Kaepernick piled up 181 yards on the ground in his playoff debut against the Green Bay Packers in 2013, has had a bigger rushing day by a quarterback in the previous 56 seasons. Lamar who? I was going to say, when you're talking about a, a, a league that has Lamar Jackson in it, and the way he played at the weekend was absolutely insane. The number of times he just kept the ball and ran it, kept the ball and ran it, kept the ball and ran it. It was like, he is a he is a one-man team. To say that that's the stat, it's like, what? I, uh, I'm, I'm up against Lamar Jackson this week. In front. Oh, no, wait a minute. It's their bye week. Hooray! Anyway, um, so yeah, Paul did mention Green Bay. So speaking of the pack, their season may have reached the point of no return after an unsightly 15-9 loss to the Detroit Lions. Green Bay is 3-6 and six after its fifth straight loss and has never recovered from such a poor record through nine games to reach the playoffs. And as much blame as Rodgers as, uh, as has, has deflected this season, he has to eat this one after throwing multiple red zone interceptions in a game for the first time in his career. Cincinnati Bengals running back Joe Mixon scored a franchise record five touchdowns in Sunday's 42-21 blowout of the Carolina Panthers. He added just the uh, 211 total yards for good measure. Andy was particularly happy about that from memory. Yeah, I was delighted. (laughs) Uh, Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Devante Adams in the first half Sunday had nine catches. For 146 yards and two touchdowns and lots of fantasy points for my team. Adams in the second half, one catch, zero yards. Not so many fantasy points for my team. It's interesting uh, you say that, Stu, because uh, in one fantasy league, the, the team I was up against had um, had Joe Mixon. And in the other fantasy league, any guesses who they had? <laughs> Hmm, possibly Mr. Adams. I got, I got absolutely thumped into the ground at the weekend. Like, scores like you've never seen before. Isn't that right, Paul? 
Well, the, ultimately the Raiders also lost to the Jags as well, just to finish off that that last little bit. And the final one, uh, the new Los Angeles Chargers kicker, Cameron Dicker. Team's 13th kicker since the Chargers relocated to LA in 2017, drilled a pair of fourth quarter field goals, including a 37-yarder at the gun to give the Bolts a 2017 victory over the Atlanta Falcons. Um, shout out at this point to the Chargers media team because I bloody love their Instagram account. The, the caption on the photograph of the team raising the kicker aloft at the end of the game with with big dicker energy underneath it was enough to make me howl a little bit on there. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, but you can't have somebody who is a kicker and their name is Dicker. It's just, it's just not okay. It's not allowed. I mean, it could, could have been worse. No. It could have been an L. No, we should petition that all skill position players, their name has to rhyme with their position. <laughs> so what? So what? Somebody who plays at tight end going to be called Bell? Anyway, <laughs> I believe that there is more to come. But whilst we drag our minds out of the gutter and uh, reassess the way forward, we shall have to take a small commercial break. Um, previously that was a joke, but we have commercials nowadays, so stick around for those, check them out, and, uh, enjoy, and then we'll be back in just a moment. See you soon. Recording in progress. Back at it. Coming back at you. Paul, where are we at? So, week nine, predictions. Done. Side bet. Done. Stats. Done. That is week nine. Fully finished. Put it in the corner. Send it away. It doesn't exist anymore. As Andy said, the season's basically over. Let's just pack it up and go home now. We move to week ten. There are 14 games. If I was on the ball... I'd know which teams are on by this week. I know the Jets are one of them. Outside of that, I can't the Bungles. tell you off the top of my head. The Ravens are. The Bungles. Yes. Bengals, Ravens, Jets and... Insert team name here in post. Um, so, 14 games left on the schedule for week 10. Myself, Andy... And Stu have made picks for this week. So we'll go through game by game and see where those picks take us. We open the week with the Thursday Night Football and, oh dear, the NFL have decided to start punishing us all again by putting on terrible games on a Thursday. So everyone's going to have to suffer this week with the Atlanta Falcons travelling to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Oh, dear Lord, why... Is this happening to us? Surprise, surprise. We have all picked the... Uh, I was going to say the Carolina Falcons there. Correct. Uh, the we, Patriots. Ah, uh, the Patriots. They're the other team that's, not on, that's on by this week. That wouldn't make sense. Uh, yes, uh, the, the Carolina Falcons would not make any sense because 
they do not exist. We have all picked the Atlanta Falcons to win this game. Um, we then move to the Sunday slot of games and the Seattle Seahawks take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But it is not in Tampa. It's not even in America. It's not even in the UK. It's not even in Mexico. This one takes place in Europe at the Allianz Arena, I believe. Munich, Germany. Germany's first ever NFL regular season game. What time are we all flying out there, lads? No? Didn't didn't fancy this one? I imagine it'll be a winner. I would I would quite like to go to that stadium. It looks it looks impressive. Um I don't know if people have seen it in the past, but it's it was obviously built for the two thousand and six World Cup, but they've built it in a way where the outside can be t- can can be lit up in whatever colour it needs to be. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's lit up in the colours of the German flag. Or half of it in the German flag, half of it in the US flag, maybe before the game starts or during the during the sort of the uh, the opening bit and stuff like that. But I digress. Even though the uh, the Seahawks are the team in this game with the winning record currently, we've all taken the Buccaneers to get the win here. Probably I'd assume because Mr. Brady can't have a losing record on his or a loss on his record in the only game so far to have taken place in Germany. Probably. So, um, I'd seen something of them saying that Geno Smith was on absolute fire in the last Seahawks game. The Seahawks. <laughs> excuse the pun but they seem to be flying under the radar at the moment uh, they seem to be you know doing the business and nobody's really talking about them which i imagine at this stage of the seahawks career is probably quite good for them uh just you know keep getting wins and and not not too much attention when i looked at it and like you said the seahawks are the team that's got the winning record it was like well the smart money says to put it on there but Seeing Brady come back, seeing the way he came back, seeing the Bucks take that win, I think it, it kind of falls into the territory of you can never count him out. So when I had to press the button to make the selection, everything that said pick the Seahawks was defeated by it's Tom Brady. And I had to go I had to go that way. I'll probably regret it. They'll probably absolutely smash the shit out of them, but... But either way, you'll be happy though, right? Yes. A win's a win, no matter what. Very sensible choosing there. Our next game sees a potential Super Bowl matchup at this point of the season, you could say, where we have the Minnesota Vikings travelling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Um, Again... Surprisingly, we've all gone for the Bills. I'm assuming that's because they're at home. They're arguably the best team in the NFL at the moment. The Vikings have looked very good. I must admit, obviously, weren't the best against weren't the best against the Commanders this weekend, but managed to get the job done in the end. But we have all taken the Bills. The next game we have is the Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears, and despite the Lions getting the win against the Packers on the weekend, we have all gone for the Bears to get the win here. Is that not more a case of how bad the other team were as opposed to how good the, the Lions were? 
I, yeah, I'm, I guess. I'm, I'm kind of liking the Bears with Justin Fields. Like we had a stat about how well he played. Um, he seems to be fitting well with that team. He seems to be playing really well. Like you know, it wasn't a surprise that Lamar Jackson's name got mentioned at the same time we were talking about him. So yeah, I'll happily go with the Bears for this one. You know, it means going against the Lions. So. Next up, we have an early contender for Massacre of the Season, where the Jacksonville Jaguars travel to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. No surprises, we've all taken the Chiefs. Do we think that the Jags will be within 20 points? Let's face it, uh, the the day after it's going to be that video of, of Hulk Buster punching Hulk in the face repeatedly. It's just going to be that, isn't it? It's just going to be, you know... Or the, is it the Simpsons Warriors? He's dead, leave him alone. It's going to be that one. It's going to be be a 50 burger to nothing kind of game. I don't know, the the Jags have looked sneaky good on offense and obviously didn't get a win last week. The Jags have looked better this season than they've looked in previous seasons. Their um, their running back is an absolute machine. As far as like seeing them live and seeing how much work they send um, it, it, over over the running back position, it's like, yeah, okay, you know. And seeing them live, they absolutely dominated the first half of that of that Broncos game. But but, but it's the I must, I must admit, it's the it was a bit of a surprise. It was a bit of a surprise when they traded James Robinson, but. As good as Travis Etienne has looked, it now seems like it might have been a, a sensible choice. Uh, we move on, and the next game we have is the Cleveland Browns at the Miami Dolphins, and we have all taken the Dolphins on that one. Next up, we have the Houston Texans at the New York Giants, and we've all taken the Giants. Uh, the next game is our first difference of opinion as we have the New Orleans Saints travelling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Mr. Cook and Mr. Woodmancy have both taken the Saints to bounce back where I wasn't as um, wasn't as happy with what I saw out of um, the Saints against the Ravens last week. So I think the Steelers might look at this as an opportunity to... Uh, get themselves a win on the board for this season. The Saints looked bad at the weekend, but the Ravens looked amazing at the weekend. That game was absolutely on fire. The Ravens looked looked world beaters in that game. So whether the Saints were just playing badly or whether they were up against a really good team, I'm not sure is the, the gauge. The Steelers... <laughs> I'd seen something about the Steelers since TJ Watt had gone out injured and how they at one point they hadn't won anything since since TJ went. Um there's also that whole quarterback situation. Yeah, it's uh, it's not it's not ideal at the Saints at the moment, but you never know. This could be the ideal game they need to just get themselves back back on the level. Next up, we have the Denver Broncos at the Tennessee Titans. And surprisingly enough, we've all taken the Titans on this one. 
next up, we have the Indianapolis Colts, who, um, after their game against the Patriots this weekend, fired head coach Frank Reich. So they have put, I believe, their former centre, Jeff Saturday, in temporary charge until the end of the season or until they have appointed a new head coach in the uh, in the interim charge. But um, they are travelling to the desert to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. And because of all that upheaval, we've all taken the Raiders to bounce back from not scoring a point. No, they... No, they did, no, they did score. They just didn't do very well. It was the week before they didn't score. There's it? been this thing yeah. about the Raiders trading away all of their first round draft picks over the last few years because they've just done it again. Like there was like a list of like the last few years first round draft picks and how they've traded them away. They've obviously they've obviously taken they've obviously seen that the Rams can do it and win. So they thought, well if it works for the Rams it must work for us. Yeah, we've all taken the Raiders. Wouldn't be surprised if this one sort of turns into a bit of a dumpster fire sort of 3-3 kind of game where no one can get any offence going. But then again, Devante Adams will probably just rip off a 75-yard or something like that. So. Uh, next up, we have the Dallas Cowboys travelling to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Um, we've all taken the Cowboys, and I believe if the Packers lose this, this will be... I want to say six in a row they've lost. Yeah, that was the stat on it. Um, So, I mean, it'll probably be if they lose this, it'll it'll be the end of the season for them. Yes, they've lost. I think they're at that point already. Yes, they've lost to the uh, in consecutive weeks. They've lost to the Jets. Oh, hang on, no, I missed the team out. They lost to the Giants, the Jets, the Commanders, oh dear, the Bills, and the Lions. Yeah, so this will be six losses in a row. I uh, I can pretty much com- confidently say that I don't think Aaron Rodgers has ever lost six, five games on the spin, let alone six. So, yeah. Not great, but we've all taken the Cowboys in this one. Um, it it would just be so Cowboys, though, wouldn't it? From to sort of you know hit the skids and lose against the Packers when they're in an absolute like terrible, terrible form. That if there's absolutely. one thing, if there's one thing you tr- can trust the Cowboys to do, it's um, you know absolutely shit the bed when you'd expect them to well, win. It's it's also your favourite quarterback playing, so you know. We move on to. The final of the Sunday regular slot of games where we have the Arizona Cardinals travelling to Las, uh, Los Angeles sorry, to take on the Rams. This is our other split opinion game where Andy and Stu have both taken the Rams to get the win. I believe the Cardinals may have the uh, the uh, upper hand in this one. The Rams look... I know you would say earlier about like one-man teams and stuff like that. If the Rams aren't a one-man team at this point, they're very, very close to being it. If the ball doesn't go to Cooper Cup, they don't really get anything going. I think there was a stat that came out that I heard on the Around the NFL podcast where something ridiculous like 
25 passing attempts went to players that weren't Cooper Cup, and it combined for nine yards. The 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 stuff that I read about the Rams and like looked into about the Rams in uh, that came out in the off season about them um, massaging the salary cap and stuff. Um, it, it put them way up there at the top of my shit list. Um, to to then be doing so poorly, it's like so. So what what did we achieve here? I know I know that there, there was this whole you know put it all on the line for a, for a win, which they did. Um, but then it's kind of that. So what are we doing now? Sort of situation. It's a bit. A bit weird, um, uh, it, but it, I don't like going against the Cardinals because the Cardinals are a team that can generally go. Uh, yeah, I think we'll win this one, and then you then you're like, ah, oh, damn it. So yeah, don't know. It, it's gonna go one way or the other, and we'll we'll all enjoy seeing what happens, I'm sure. The Sunday night football sees the Los Angeles Chargers take on the San Francisco 49ers and sadly for Stu, we're all in agreement that the 49ers will come off their bye strong and get the win here. Didn't want to pick your boys? Uh, no, not this time. I, I was I was reading a little little bit in the week about the 49ers and in fact it was from three different places and all of them almost used the same phrase as having an offence that's going to turn up for the second half of the season Um, I know they look good in in that last game obviously we had uh, you've you've been rife with 49ers fans in uh, weeks gone by as well who have uh, sung the praises but I don't know on their home turf Chargers squeaked by with a field goal last week. I don't know. I, I, I just, I can't. I'd love, I'd love the Chargers to win. Of course, I would. But picks wise, 49ers, I think. I think it's a safe bet. I mean, McCaffrey looked. I was just about to say with... it's CMC. The moment you add that, when you've got a potion and you add that drop of CMC to it, it's going to explode. So. <laughs> And to see how good he looked after, like, what? Less than a week of of practice? Or just over a week of practice at the point where it got to where he was sort of starting the game? Didn't he walk into his first game and score, though, even then when he didn't necessarily start? Yeah. I I just, from the one thing I think I've learned from my time with with watching the NFL and the fantasy and stuff, when he's good, he's great. When he's injured... See you in eight to ten weeks, mate. It's like this. This is the problem. He is an incredible running back, who's an incredible threat in the flat. When you throw in your checkdowns to him as well, he's just he's he's basically made of glass. So he's he's only he's only one wrong tackle away from an injury that's going to put him out for like you say number of weeks at a time we finish the week with the Monday Night Football where we have 
the Washington Commanders taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's another situation where the team from the Thursday night football ends up with a mini bye because the Eagles haven't now played since last Thursday and won't play again until this coming Monday. So they've almost had, what's that, 10 days off? 10 days off, yeah. So it's basically a second bye for them. So anyway, very strange. Surprise, surprise, we've all picked the Eagles to continue their winning streak. Um, What that does mean is that both Stu and Andy have picked the exact same set of results across the board. So what we've agreed to do as a tiebreaker of sorts is that I've asked the lads to give me their prediction, as it will, as it were, for the number of points scored in the final game of the week. So the Washington Commanders against the Philadelphia Eagles. Andy has supplied his number. I'm going to see if Stu gives me the exact same number and then we might have to pick again. But (laughs) combined total points, Stu, what do you think the combined total points will be for the Commanders-Eagles game? Okay, so as I begin to announce this, I'm going to watch the faces. <laughs> so I've gone for a 4-T-1. We do not need to pick again, ladies and gentlemen. So, Stu's gone for a combined total of 41 points in that game. Andy has gone for a combined total of 36 <laughs> points in that game. So, they are both within a touchdown of each other. Mm, we'll see what it makes for the predictions. Fingers crossed, the Rams lose and the Saints lose, so we don't have to go into the the tiebreaker score for Stu and Andy. That is the Week 10 picks done. All that is left to do is for myself and Andy to pick our four respective games for the side bet now for the first time in what feels like a long time I'm able to say Andy won the week but he's still behind in the predictions so because you won the week should I pick first or because you're still behind do you want the option of picking first I don't know the right answer. So maybe <laughs> we should default to Stu to make the decision. But, but the last time I made decisions at this point, I got in trouble. So, um, so no, no, no guilt, no shame. No, I, no. I am gonna, I am gonna make that decision. Then Paul can pick first, and then Andy can take two games off him in a row. I like it. I like it a lot. So, I have the clean run at the full board for my first pick. I mean, it's it's staring me right in the face. So, I'm going to do the honourable and decent thing and take the Kansas City Chiefs off the board straight away. Staring you in the face, it's the one game I'm looking at going, well, that's an absolute banker. You say that. You banker. You say that. You do now get the joy of two delicious picks in a row, though. So, 
Choose wisely. Your first selection will be... The Philadelphia Eagles to beat the Washington Commanders. Not where I would have gone with my first pick, but I believe I would have chosen that game at some point. Just because it's divisional, so you never know what's what's going to happen with a divisional game. Your second selection, sir. Again, probably not in the realms of a, of a first pick, but looking at the numbers, it's like... And it feels weird to say, but the New York Giants to beat the Houston Texans. Feels weird picking that so early, but looking at the numbers, it's it's kind of it's kind of a banker, I think. I don't think the uh, I don't think either of the New York teams are as uh, are like a risk anymore. To nope. be honest with you, we're at that point where they've they've proven that they're actually decent, mm. so they're. Uh, a solid pick, you'd say, at this point, maybe. Right then. So, my next two. I will have, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I'll have the Las Vegas Raiders to beat the Colts. No one knows what's going on with their quarterback room at the minute. They've obviously just sat their head coach. The Raiders at home. That was a game I looked at as another kind of. I mean, it's kind of. It must be a banker with everything that's going on with the Colts. It it was the Raiders element I was struggling with, so I was a bit like. That "Uh, is the problem. uh, That is the only issue with. I'm going to move on, so I don't have to deal. So my second pick then of this two, I'm going to go for the Tennessee Titans. To beat the Denver Broncos mm. again, Titans on the Titans on the oh God, not at home. Titans at home. Broncos obviously coming off the bye, but probably not the strongest. So I'll go with the Titans. Uh, you have two picks to uh, close it out, sir. So I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins to beat the Cleveland Browns. Now, anybody who's playing along at home is probably looking at a certain game and going, why the hell has nobody picked this? And it it, it should be a no-brainer because of the, you know, one of the teams. But this, the, 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 I'll just say the Josh Allen situation is putting me off picking a particular game because if you pick it and he's announced as being out, you could have essentially handed a game. Uh, am I needing to pick another one? Yes. Uh, having said what I've just said, I will go with the Chicago Bears to beat the Detroit Lions. Going back to what I was saying earlier, I'm 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 liking Justin Fields at the Bears, I'm liking what they've got going on there. Um, I'm expecting to see uh, a lot of running because the Lions' defense is terrible. Oh my. Mm. Uh, they beat them in the last game, which was only a couple of weeks ago. It did go to overtime, but I am going to go for the Falcons. 
So I was, I was about to start doing I was about to start doing the <coughs> Falcons because <coughs> if I had to pick another game, that's where I would have had to go because there's just there's too much wiggle room in too many of the remaining games. Like I was saying, with with this whole side bet situation, when you've got buys involved. You're already reduced, so we have to pick eight of fourteen. You've got games that you would that you wouldn't touch with a barge ball if you had to predict them. Um, so it is really where we start to see uh, see a bit of bit of movement. It certainly is, sir. So to clarify, Andrew has picked the Philadelphia Eagles at home to the Washington Commanders, the New York Football Giants at home to the Houston Texans, the Miami Dolphins at home, to the Cleveland Browns, and the Chicago Bears at home, to the Detroit Lions, four homer four picks. Four homers. Nice. I've gone with the Kansas City Chiefs at home, to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Las Vegas Raiders at home, to the Indianapolis Colts, the Tennessee Titans at home, to the Denver Broncos, and the only road team in this week's eight selections, the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers on the Thursday night fun fest. No one's going to be watching, so how on earth are we going to keep abreast of that one? That, ladies and gentlemen, is your week 10 predictions and side bet done and dusted. Big thank you to our guest. The host of the Getting Over podcast, Mr. Stuart Mansey. Thank you for joining us yet again. Obviously, I appreciate last week's shift that you put in, and especially to then return this week for guest duties. Do appreciate that. Um, big thank you to my co-host for being our boots on the ground in other sports and returning to help me take you lovely people through a sport that isn't from our country. Uh, that's it for this week come back next week where I will say the phrase the season's nearly over a minimum of three times if not every other sentence until then it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from him and it's goodbye from him and we will catch you next week so there you go what do you think of that big thanks for to Stu for being our guest he, uh, he fills a lot of roles here at the CookieCast podcasts, and we do appreciate everything that he does for us. A uh, big thank you to the co-host for returning from on-the-ground duties, and a big thank you to you for listening and or watching. Uh, before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop reviews, share the podcast around. You can also check out the website. It's thecookiecast.com. There we've got social media links and an email button so that you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode of CookieCast, please like, share, and subscribe.